Hello, and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast. I am Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Now, this week, as we're recording it, the Grammy nominations just got announced. And yep. I haven't they looked did. at any of them. Dude, I watched them live. I literally watched Megan The Stallion read off some of these nominations. Yeah, I've never really been a Grammy kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- this is the award show that I care about the least, personally. But I did want to ask you, what do you think? What do you think my album of the year is? And like, don't even think about like the nominations. Like, what do you think my personal album of the year is? Is it? I want to lean towards. Is it Harry Styles? It is not Harry Styles. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think of. Would you uh, like for me to read some of the artists that I listened to this year? Sure, send it. All right, I listened. Watsky had a new album t- this year. Haley Williams had an album this year. Um, Liam Payne had a new album this year. Uh, Five Sauce had a new album this year. I listened to Childish Gambino. I listened to was Eminem's album this year. Sure was. I listened to Eminem's album. I listened to Justin Bieber's album. Those are the big hitters. Then I'm going to go Watsky, 100%. Um, Watsky is up there, but it is not my personal favorite. I think this year, I think the new Five Sauce album was my favorite. This I, year. My favorite part about this little intro segment is all of our audience got to listen to what music you like. And they just got yeah. a very strong dose of Craig's taste. Yeah. And I, don't, and I yeah. think... I think that's a good taste. I think the albums I listed were good. Mu- that's all good music. I'm, I'm glad that the audience knows the kind of music you listen to. That's I'm, I'm happy, and that's because I don't know. I listen to completely opposite music of you. So like, I think there's a couple overlaps, like Eminem, mm-hmm. and and only Eminem. Um, oh, no, and Justin you Bieber. Were the one, I listen to Justin Bieber's are, album. You also told me to listen to the Liam Payne album. Did I? I don't think yeah. I did. The, Maybe I well, didn't. It's, it's like heartbreak weather, something like that. That's not Liam Payne, bro. That's Niall. Hey, do you want to know dude. something that's really? Hey, do you want to know what's really embarrassing? Is I what? looked it up. I looked it up on my phone because I always get them mistaken, and I'm like, okay, gotta remember, it's Niall, it's Niall, it's Niall. He is literally on my. If you unlock my phone, I was looking at Niall. Heartbreak weather to make sure I didn't get it wrong. And I got it wrong. I got it wrong, Alex. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Hey, if you had known that it was Niall. Hey, if you had known that it was Niall and not Liam, would that have changed your guess at all? No. I knew Niall's much more my speed than your speed. I know the kind of music you listen to, and you know the kind of music I listen to. There is overlap, but it's not large. So I recommended Niall to you because I'm like, he listens to more of this genre, um, so it'd be something you'd like. But I also didn't recommend to you like Janae Aiko's new album. I didn't recommend to you Joyner Lucas's new album. T.I. came out Yeah, I don't know who any of those people are. I'm like, I'm... Pretty sure Craig's not going to be interested in any of this stuff. And that's totally okay, because it's like hip-hop, R&B is like a biggest thing I listen to, rap I listen to a lot. And I do listen to a lot of pop stuff as well, 
But I'm like, he's just probably not interested. And that's cool. That's totally cool. But I'm glad the audience now knows um, who your album of the year is. Also, by the way, I don't support the Grammys. I don't care about the Grammys. I, I care about who got nominated. Just to be like, did they get it right this year? Oh, they didn't. Good to know. It's not, I don't. I could care less who wins. You know. What about your album of the year? Album of the year, uh, Eminem, hands down. Really? I've, I had it on rotation, dude. Um, it's he's got like four or five songs I listen to over and over and over again. However, I will say, artist of the year, Da Baby. He's been putting out bangers. His songs, his features are awesome. Um, there's a couple of songs I've been listening to, like Peephole, bro. Has it's always good. Um, so baby, I think is, I don't know if that's best new artist or artist of the year, maybe both. But he also came out with an album this year. So why doesn't he get best album? Um, I think just Eminem is just his album front to back was better than DaBaby's. I think DaBaby had a couple songs he could have taken out. It wasn't as refined. Um, and Eminem just doesn't put out bad records and you can argue with that, but he's Eminem. And I chose Five Sauce for the same reason you chose Eminem. Like, there are just, like, five tracks on the, off that album that I keep coming back to. Like, uh, Wildflower and Red Desert and Thin White Lies. Like, I just keep coming back to those songs. Right. And yeah, and dude, Eminem's album came out in February. I'm still listening to it. Like, it's ridiculous. And I think, and I think Five Seconds came out in, like, March. Right. It, yes, it's nuts. So, I mean, there is a little overlap. I don't like I care less about the Grammys. It's whatever. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised by a lot of there was a lot of good music came out this year during quarantine. Yeah. Artists did not freaking sleep on this opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's our music talk. It's never yeah. going to happen again because I biffed it so badly. Right. You're starting to get in your One Direction members messed up. Yeah. Listen, I can always list Harry and Zane. No problem. Ask me a list past that, I start to stumble, which is bad. Because I listened to One Direction in their heyday. Like, Up All Night and um, that whatever was titled, like, Yearbook, whatever. Whatever had, like, the Yearbook edition. I listened to those albums yeah, a lot. All right, you ready to talk about the movie? Let's do it, man. All right. Um, so this week, we watched Pirates of the Caribbean. Curse of the Black Pearl as an intro into December, which uh, both of us were super excited for. Um, we're not going to do a spoiler section for this. Um, no- normally we save those for the shorter movies, but this movie's old. It came out in 20 20- in 2003. It's on Disney Plus. Uh, if you haven't watched it, you, you should watch it. But if you want to skip the movie section entirely, um, you can skip ahead to this time code here. Time code 2745. All right. Um, first thing that I noticed about rewatching this movie is it mm-hmm. was a lot longer than I remember. I don't think it was that long. I mean, on paper, it's long, but it didn't feel long. You know, the first I time it... I watched mm-hmm. the Pirates trilogy, it was like in a friend's camper while we were at like a state park and we were watching it like on a bunk bed or whatever with my legs dangling off the side of the bunk bed. So in that position, any movie's gonna feel long. Um yeah, so Craig, uh this movie isn't part of a trilogy. Yeah it, it is. It go- I think it's I think there's four or five movies, dude. 
I know. There's but a like, lot of pirates. No, I'm saying trilogy as in Curse of the Black Pearl, Dead Man's Chest, At World's End. Is a, is a, that is an arc. That is a trilogy arc. And then four and five are their own deals. See, I don't... Cause that's like saying Star Wars had a trilogy. Has trilogies? Are you, no. Yeah, that's exactly I like saying that. Disagree. I disagree. Hey, hot take. Um, three movies came. The original three that was a trilogy until they came back to it. I'm like, oh, so it's not a trilogy anymore. I mean, yeah, I guess and then you they made say, a there's an overarching trilogy, theme, and then a sequel trilogy. I'm not allowing it. Hey, get at me, bro. This is that's so. Dumb. I think if you're there's wrong. more than it's because of Batman. Christopher Nolan's Batman, Christian Bale, you know, the best Batman. That's a trilogy. Oh, it all comes back back to to Christopher Nolan's Batman. Yeah, bro. It all comes back to Christopher Nolan's Batman. Yeah, well, it's one of the. It is the best um, superhero movies ever. uh, It's not directed by Christopher Nolan. Yeah, unfortunately. It would have been better if it was, but we'll see. Maybe he'll he'll rehash it in 20 years. Um, But not taking away (laughs) from this movie, it was good. I liked it. Johnny Depp is a freaking yeah, legend. Yeah, super good. One of the best character actors ever. Another thing I noticed on my rewatch that uh, I kind of forgot from my childhood is Jack Sparrow is not the protagonist of this movie. Yeah, I I think I knew that, but to me, he is. Like for me, the protagonist is always the character I like the most. I could care less about everything else. <laughs> like Will Turner, whatever, bro. Swan couldn't care less. The protagonist to me is who do I care the no, most Swan about? Swan is the protagonist. Yeah, uh, tomato potato. You know, it's like <laughs> you. She has a story that we're supposed to be invested in. I was not. Will Turner has a story we're supposed to be invested in. I wasn't. I was at all times. I was like, "Where's Sparrow? Where's Sparrow? Is he okay? What's going on with him?" If something were to happen to him, I would have stopped watching the movie. Like, cold. Couldn't care less about everything else. Not only is Jack Sparrow not the protagonist of this movie, none of the other characters like him. So? Like, that makes... Dude. No. Iron what Man. I'm saying, Who likes what I'm Iron saying Man? Is like, what I'm saying is I remember Jack Sparrow being... Um, I remember the rest of the crew kind of giving him some, like, lighthearted ribbing and, like, they kind of, like, roll their eyes, but like, oh, whatever, that's Jack Sparrow. No, they are willing to throw him off the ship at any given point of the movie. Yeah, I mean, the new guys didn't like leaving him behind, so I think there was a little camaraderie there. But, like, all of his old crew was like, yo, they committed mutiny against this guy. Like, they didn't like him. Um, But he's also, like, he's a very chill character he's and, and you know his flaws up front you know he's a drunk you know he's hard to understand he's got questionable morals but you get him as a character and he's just fun to watch interact with stuff his banter is funny he's just he's a very good character yeah um let's see what else i had in my notes oh the music in this movie is awesome yeah dude the straight up orchestra the score was ridiculous yeah, yeah, like the score lines up so well with all the action scenes. Like it's it's it adds so much to the movie. It's one of those things I'm of the opinion if a composer does their job right, you don't notice how well it's doing until it becomes fantastic. 
And this is one of those fantastic scores. Um, and I looked into the guy and he wrote, he also wrote the score for the Prince of Egypt and also Gladiator. So oh, like, like legendary scores, you know, musical yeah. appearance. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I was also looking up, I was also looking up this movie on Wikipedia just to kind of like look into it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia classifies this movie as quote a fantasy swashbuckler film, which I thought Dude, was just a fun choice of language. They they couldn't have said a fantasy pirate movie. No, it's a fantasy swashbuckler film. Yeah, the crazy thing is, is this movie. I wouldn't say it's ahead of its time, but it's just like you watch this movie and you're like, oh yeah, I understand how this could inspire a franchise. Like this movie, you just want to see more and more of this world and this environment. It is so good. Even like, and I didn't, another thing I was worried about, I'm like, oh great, this movie came out in 2003. You know, everyone is going to look young. The CGI is going to be questionable. Um, The action scenes are going to be weird. It was not bad. Like the skeletons in the moonlight looked kind of sketch, but overall I was impressed. It came off um, as of its time, probably the some of the best CGI of its time. Um, so I wasn't disappointed because it, it makes sense for where it was. But overall, like the action was pretty legit. The acting wasn't horrible to watch. A lot of the times when you get to like the early 2000s, late 90s, you're like, are they even trying to act right <laughs> yeah. now? But I was impressed, dude. Um, it looked good. Yeah, this movie had a lot of character actors. Like, you had um, the guy with the rolling eyeball. You had right. Elizabeth Swan's um, original fiancé. You, you know, like the the proper English guy. Right. Um, there's There were so many different side characters that um, that really shine in this that it kind of does make, you know, the normal characters of Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan seem kind of like in a different movie almost. Right. Do you, is this a kid's movie? Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. It's rated PG-13. Okay. I didn't... It was hard to tell. I think it was definitely made for the family because they had those characters. I'm like, oh, that was a kid joke. Oh, that was a kid joke. But there was a couple stuff that I'm like... That was definitely not meant for kids. It's probably going to go over their head. Yeah. Among the stuff I was reading on Wikipedia, one Mm -hmm. of the things was they couldn't decide whether to market it as a kid's movie or not. And so one of the things they did was the director didn't like the full title, Curse of the Black Pearl. Because the curse wasn't on the Black Pearl. The curse was the money that were right. was on the coins mm-hmm. and so to get around marketing the full movie title they just made it super small on the movie poster that's why pirates of the caribbean is so big and then curse of the black pearl is just little tiny letters yeah i mean it's curse on the crew of the black pearl yeah which doesn't exactly flow off the tongue the same right way. Dude, I like I like the way they played with that. There was a couple things I'm like, okay, that's questionable. Like, oh, this is the last gold coin of 832 coins. I'm like, oh, so you had everything else up to this point? You guys tracked it down that well? That's impressive. I think the only scene in this movie that I thought was kind of draggy 
was when Jack and Elizabeth got stranded on the island. Because I feel like we we heard a lot about how Jack did it through, like, uh, illusions and storytelling. Like, we know, we practically know everything about Jack being on the island. Right. And then to see it happen again, I'm like, I feel like we're watching the same thing twice here. Yeah, it was definitely like, I don't know if that was the beginning of an act or ending of an end of an act. But it was a turning point in the movie. And I think it was a lot, a lot of it was used as exposition. Like, yeah. we're going to show you the kind of person he is. He's the kind of person who's just going to accept his death and r- drink himself to death. And you're going to see the kind of person Swan is. Where that's just unacceptable. We're going to get out of here, and I'm not going to allow you to be this person. Yeah. It was, it was, it was slow, but I think it had storytelling um, qualities of it. And then the scene immediately after that where um, the commander guy mm-hmm. comes and saves them and basically like strong arms elizabeth into accepting his marriage proposal i mean it was her idea yeah but if i was that guy i don't think i could accept a marriage proposal with that heavy of like a deal attached to it you know what i mean yeah i mean if i was involved in a patriarchy 300 years ago i probably would have been down i'm like oh i'm in love with this girl she's fine af um i guess if this is what it takes but i mean because that's it's a product of his time you know yeah i think now we'd be like yeah bro um she's accepting this under duress this is probably going to put us in counseling six months from now maybe next week like this is not going to work out yeah i just like picture what their home life is going to be a month after they like start living together and the guy's just like why don't you talk to me? Why don't you like me? Gee, dude, I wonder why. Yeah, maybe it's because you were threatening to leave and abandon this person I actually care about. Dude, it's, I can just imagine like a housewife with a baby on her hip just smoking cigarettes. This guy comes in with a briefcase <laughs> being like, how's home life? She goes, how's home life? I never wanted this. Yeah. One of those exactly things again? Have you been it. drinking again, Swan? It'd be, it'd be a whole thing. I think... Elizabeth Swan. We talked earlier about how like Swan and Turner feel like they're in different they're in a different movie. Right. Um I do kind of like that though because it shows just how out of their depth they are. Like, oh, we have Will Turner who's like a little scrappy, but like for all intents and purposes, you know, he still grew up in a city. Right. And then we have Elizabeth Swan who is royalty and you know super clean and um wears corsets and well kinda it kills her yeah yeah but it's one of those things where she's just like read up on pirate code she goes um i would like to parlay i'm like how does she know what parlay is bro and i'm glad they talked about it because no one else watching this movie knows what a parlay is yeah so it was interesting watching It, it it took it was it did a very good job of showing an out of their element pairing right and just dude they they attacked it with some pretty good movie telling um strategies like i liked um for instance in the beginning of the movie will turner throws a sword and then i want to say johnny depp his character you get it um he's like wow that's a pretty yeah jack sparrow is like wow that's a pretty good throw and then at the very end of the movie he does it again to save jack's life 
And like those callbacks and like the island that we talked about. Everyone talked about the island and he ends up on the island again. And the proposal touched on the beginning comes back and is evident later. And it's one of those things where we talked about this in Megamind mm-hmm. where the best setups are setups you forget about. Right. And like another one was like, goes, why don't we want that ship? Because not, it's, it might be the biggest one, but it's not fast. The fastest interstellar, uh, interstellar, um, <laughs> the interceptor is the, is the fastest one. He goes, except for the black pearl. And then that's the one they steal later. Cause it's faster. And the other one can't catch it. Like they do everything for a reason. And I really liked how they put this movie together. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, my last point that I had with, um, uh, women with swords it's pretty cool um i think (laughs) what uh you heard me i want to hear this take explain it to me okay seeing women fight with swords Mm -hmm. is very engaging because it's not something we see a lot of okay but and so when we see it i'm very interested in the battle now Seeing women fight makes you interested in the battle. Specifically with swords. Specifically with swords. Because I'm just I'm just saying to you what you said to me, just to make sure I understand it right. So yes. seeing women in with fighting with swords makes you interested in the battle because you don't see it often. Yeah. Okay. I it just completely went over my head. Like when I saw it, I'm like I don't. I didn't get down into it. I'm like, they probably these women probably didn't train with swords ever, unless it was like one of those classic movie things. Like, well, my father really wanted a boy, so he taught me fencing. So now, I'm a pro sword fighter at like 22, and that's like the classic movie development. Man, of- Anola Holmes has just ruined uh, any sort of like skill gathering for you. Has it's just it? one of those things that like. Oh, this parent was never around, or this parent really wanted a boy, or whatever. I'm doing a British accent, which is flawless. Um, and they're like, so from when I was six to this age, I perfected all the skills that are required for this movie. And everyone does it. Half the time you see a person who's like, yeah, I was in the military for three years. Now I can do backflips and shoot guns matrix style and crazy stuff i'm like that's not how any of this works you've been fighting with your dad who's 55 and always wanted a boy and now you can fight pirates in the dark four to one what so do you think in a dress do you think that will had a good enough reason to be skilled yeah that he makes swords um i think it was easier to believe i and he seems like a guy. Yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense because he's he explains it. He goes, my dad was killed slash taken by pirates. And now every day I make swords and I practice sword fighting for three hours every day. And I'm like, that's a pretty good excuse. But you should be kicking Johnny Depp's butt right now then because he does not practice three hours a day. And I'm pretty sure he's hung over right now. Yeah, but what did you what did you think of that their first fight scene in in the dude? I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I think it went on like one sequence too long, right? But like watching them like 
<laughs> bounce up to the rafters mm-hmm. and kind of like do that balance beam act and um where they fight where one of them has like a hot iron yeah it was um, really well done yeah absolutely and it, I, that's like the first scene where it's like we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this well right and it's one of those things where i'm like we've seen it plenty of times now but back back then this was like one of the first times something like this happened at this scale and was done this well. So I was very yeah. impressed with that. But like o- overall, dude, the movie was good. The acting was great for the time. I think the acting was good. The writing left something to be desired. But the overall, the way the story was built, I was very impressed. Yeah. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean does something very, very well, which is like make something mystical or mythical seem somewhat realistic. Oh, right. For sure. 100%. You're like, oh, because the thing is, is you, you realize that these people are cursed. So they're skeletons. They can't consume food. They can't enjoy, you know, the basic human experience. Right. But there's nothing else. There's no dragons. There's no mermaids. There's nothing well, else. Not there's yet. No, there's, yeah. There's no spells. You know, again, not yet, but there's there's no creatures, whatever. There's no disappearing. It's all we were cursed. This is what happened to us. Everything else is normal, except for the fact that, you know, the Black Pearl can freaking go anywhere with huge holes in its sails. But besides that, everything else is pretty legit. Yeah. And and that's kind of what I like about the rest of the series is they slowly up the stakes more and more, but they do it slow enough to where it's still grounded in what their reality is. Right. You know, love it or hate it, this movie and this series is a lot like Fast and Furious. You start out with the basics of street racing, and then you ramp it up movie by movie and movie and movie until you have submarines breaking through the ice when you're trying to save the world. Or in the case of Pirates of the Caribbean, you are ascending, you know, a seven-league tall waterfall in a pirate ship. Right. Same, same. Yeah. Add it slowly by slowly, movie by movie, and everyone will just believe everything you do. You'll have haters, but you know what we say about the haters. Yeah. What do we say about the haters? Um, Something about I'm their stepdad and you love me or hate me, you still got to live with me kind of thing. I don't know. It oh, was an old okay. bit. I remember it. It was a very was, old bit. It's a good one. Um, Go back and listen to that episode. I can't even direct you to what episode it was. Listen through all of our stuff, I guess. Yeah. Um, Flawless material. Could not recommend more. Chef kiss. Overall, high seven. Um, for me, it's a flat seven because oh, wow. I'm okay. I'm putting it up against movies that are coming out now that are just better. Um, but for what it is, very good. Uh, you know, up seven point four. I'm feeling generous. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I'd probably put it like a seven point five point six. Sure. I mean, that's not high seven. That's mid seven. But okay. Say well, what you want to say. I mean, everyone knows low is one, two, three, mid is four, five, six, high is seven, eight, seven, eight, nine. So I forgot how to count, but point's still proven. Anyway, do you want to welcome back our movie people? Hey, movie people. Actually, they're not movie people because I didn't listen to them. They're non movie people. Hey, yeah. non movie people. You missed out, but welcome back. All right. We are going to our improv segment, and it's our first time rounding back to an improv segment. We are going to go back to an old segment called Sell Me This Pod. This 
is an improv game where I'm going to give Alex an inherently good thing and he's going to try to make it sound bad. And then he's going to do the same for me. And then we switch it up. I give him a bad thing and he has to make it sound good. Very simple. Very simple. You have a minute to do it. Yeah. Um, And as we know, I have hot takes. So this is just going to be me telling you the truth. Really. Um, Because I don't lie in this podcast. I'm a truth teller. All right. Alex, I'm going to give you a good thing and you have to sell it to me as a bad thing. Yeah. I want you to talk to me about modern medicine. (sighs) Craig, you know how I feel about vaccines. I think the craziest thing that modern media has done about modern medicine is they convince you that vaccines are the only bad thing about modern medicine. There's a million bad things about modern medicine. Dude, let's take it back to biblical times. They didn't have almost any medicine, but they had Jesus, bro. So obviously, if that's the time Jesus chose to come to earth, it was the best time. So I think we should go back to then, when if you got sick, we drained your blood, drank a little bit of water, got your blood back. If you're still sick, you're a witch. Um, classic sorcery practicer. And then we killed you. <laughs> and if you had a toothache, we took out your teeth. And if you had a headache... Ten seconds. You sleep. Modern medicine is killing us. And even if it is saving us, overpopulation is killing us. And that's my take okay. on modern medicine. Okay, so you're saying that be- that Jesus didn't want to visit us physically during this time because yeah. we have modern medicine. Yeah, he's like, oh, I don't want to be around completely. This is a horrible time to be alive. If I'm going to come to Earth and be a human, I'm going to do it during a good time so my life isn't that bad. <laughs> I heard they got a couple of elect- election problems. I heard they got this thing called, you know, modern medicine, vaccines. They're mapping genomes, whatever that means. I know everything, and I don't know what that means. Um, Let's stay away from that. Come 2,000 years earlier, where none of that existed. That's the best time. Okay. That was probably religious. I cannot argue that. I I do not have the means to argue that. Yeah, because it's flawless logic. All right, Alex, what's, what's a good thing that I have to make bad? Um, a good thing that you have to make bad is going to be therapy. Why is therapy a good thing or a bad thing? You tell me your take on it. (laughs) All right. I'm going to tell you why therapy is a bad thing because no one should know what's locked up in your head. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, that whole, like taking that secret to the grave thing that doesn't exist. When you have a therapist, you're going to open up to a stranger. And not only that, you're going to pay them to do it. I mean, kind of seems like a rigged system at that. You know, I, you could tell me your secrets for free and, but, (laughs) but, but you're going to like dial up some like weird web service. You've only heard of in like, ad spots of your second favorite podcast and and you're gonna tell them all your secrets but you're not gonna tell me the co-host of your third favorite podcast that doesn't have sponsors i think you need to reevaluate your priorities 
and like see where you can really get help places you can really get 10 help. seconds me um season two of a television show watching a lot of television is actually just like long-term therapy Time. with fictional characters sponsored by better help yeah um i just want to touch on that last point you made uh tv shows are therapy now yeah, because you watch other people go through problems, right? and you're like, oh, that's how they dealt with the problem. I agree with how they dealt with it, or I disagree with how they dealt with it. So when that situation comes up for me, I know how I should handle it. Okay, Craig, I just want to round back to an earlier point we made. Um, <laughs> what did you learn from when Jack Sparrow picked up a coin so he couldn't die when, when fighting? Barbosa. What did that tell you in this therapeutic world of yours? It taught me yeah. to take the risks and make the possible sacrifices so we can get out of seemingly doomed situations with you know our heads still intact. Yeah, okay, sure. Why not? You know what? I'll get on board with that half-heartedly. Um <laughs> Sure. All right. Uh, do you want to hear a bad thing that you have to make good? Uh, sure. You mean the truth? Can do. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, we're going to go really simple. We're going to go out of style fashion. Dude, I was really thought, hoping you are going to toss me a hardball. Here's the thing about out of style fashion. Um, it's going to be in style in about two minutes. Um, I've been watching. Okay. <sighs> The amount of people I've seen post about, hey, do you know the 1920s? How we had that style? Let's bring it back for 2020. That's why auto style fashion is the best thing. You're always going to have people being like, hey, do you know that one thing that our grandparents did? Hey, you know the one thing our parents did? Let's bring it back. Nothing's ever bad anymore. Dude, Kanye West has people dressing like they're homeless and his stuff is selling for thousands of dollars. Homeless can't afford homeless clothes. Homelessness is too expensive now. Nothing is ever bad. Everything is good. You can dress like a trash bag and just put Supreme on it and it'll cost hundreds of dollars. Ten seconds. Dude, there's drops that sell out in seconds and it all looks the same and or like a kindergartner put it together. Nothing is bad. Make some money, I guess. Okay, so out-of-style fashion is good because modern fashion is bad. Yeah. I mean, that's a take. I That's, honestly, of the takes you've given, that is probably the one that I agree with the most. There you go. Coming around. Yeah, I stand by that. Um, It just doesn't... I don't understand how anyone can be critical of anybody anymore. Dude, you can wear whatever you want. Guys can wear dresses, girls can wear suits... And it'll look good. Like, nobody cares. You can dress however you want, and nobody cares. Except for your parents, but no one listens to them anymore anyway. <laughs> and I'm saying your parents, not as your parents, because your parents are amazing. I'm saying, listener, your parents. Screw those guys. <laughs> okay. I'm you wanna... your stepdad. Do you want to <laughs> give me my... Hey, do you want to give me my bad thing? Yeah, Um. your bad thing is... Um... <clears throat> 
con artists. Dude, I'll tell you, dude, con artists are a good thing for two reasons. One, keep city folk on their toes. Um, you should never let your guard down, and con artists are a constant reminder. Hey, keep your guard up. Two, every movie about a con artist has amazing potential in my book. Um, Interesting. I will go to almost any movie that is marketed as a con artist movie. Like one of my favorite movies that I know Alex hates whenever I bring this up, but now you see me is one of my favorite movies purely because it is, uh, it is visually appealing to watch these con artists do their job. So I think that the perspective of con artists is a very important perspective uh in society and in cinema um this just felt like some 70 year old person explaining to people why bullying is actually a good thing <laughs> that's what this felt like. it gives you character yeah it shows you what the real world is like you're gonna grow up too sensitive you gotta keep these city folk on their toes like what <laughs> how is a kid ever gonna learn anything if no one calls him fat <laughs> Listen, oh, it's the truth. Hey, how, <laughs> how how is everyone going to learn to keep their money digitally and cancel all their cards at a moment's notice if people aren't constantly stealing wallets? Oh, man. God forbid people just stop stealing wallets, huh? Yeah. This is going to be really awful in like three days when I lose my wallet and somebody stole it. Yeah, someone steals your identity <laughs> and has all of your stuff. Like, I, accidentally oh, leak, I, I accidentally leak my bank password. Somebody steals my fingerprint. Right. And they're going to be like, well, Craig, what did this teach you? You should be on your toes more. All right. Uh, that was Sell Me This Pod. Yeah. And now we're going to move on to our middle segment. And this middle segment is another return. This middle segment is Bracket Boys. Now, normally Alex builds Bracket Boys, but uh, I had a very special idea for Bracket Boys. Okay. So... Today we are going... It's, I didn't choose random things to bracket up against. This has a theme to it. Okay. Um, we are going to be comparing our one-hit wonders. Dude, this is actually pretty fire. This is a pretty yeah. good idea. So I picked... We have ten episodes out, uh, not including this one. And so I picked eight of the most technically available one-hit wonders. Okay. All right? And we're going to decide which one is the best. You're also going to need to remind me what these one-hit wonders are. Yes, of course, of course. Okay. So, we have the one-hit wonder from episode two. This was called Design a Cast. This was the one where we pitched cults and decided if it was good enough or not. I'm glad this is a one seed. This is so good. Uh, The next one is Podcastologies, the most recent one we just did, where... We had to explain to each other how events occurred through using analogies. Oh, dude. I got to go with the design of Casper. Dude, yeah, I Purely, agree. The desi- d- dude, just the, the fact that the bits that can come out of that. And dude, we had, we had a cult where anything that bad happens to a person has to happen to everybody. Yeah, it was a very good bit. I enjoyed that bit a lot. Dude, yeah, 100% cults over um 
similes, metaphors, analogies. It beats it all. Put that in your English class, all you English teachers out there. Talk about cults instead. Much better literary tool. All right. This ne- these next two are very similar to each other, which is why I put them in the beginning. Okay. The one from episode three. Silly audience, podcasts are for teachers. This is where we explain to each other very simple concepts to each other. Okay. And then episode eight, we had podcast Illuminati, which is where we had to explain things simply, explain things a little bit more complex, and then explain the dark secret side of things. Okay, so these are both very nuanced um, because explaining things simply, I remember you had to explain to me sand clocks, <laughs> um, which is a hit. Um, so that was good. And, we had, and then you tossed some little more complicated topics. But having to connect like water to the Illuminati is I think it's a lot better for the creative process. I would encourage all of our audience to try these, by the way, these one hits. They're fire um, and they're certified permanent good. So I'm gonna I'm leaning towards the the Illuminati um, one. Okay. Hit. Sounds good. This next one is from episode four. This is Podcast Breaker, where we had to deliver each other bad news with a twist. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure this one was the segment that went for like 30 minutes. Yep. yep, yep. (laughs) And then the next one is from episode seven, simply titled How Many, where we asked each other how many things are too many things. Yeah. Like how many human teeth should you have? Yeah. Yeah. So this one's definitely tricky because... The break, like breaking people bad news, breaking, I just use breaking bad in a sentence. It's never going to happen again. Um, that doesn't, that bit didn't really work. Like there's some of these one, the one hit is, is wonderful because. Podcast breaker made us laugh really hard, which is why we did it so much is why we let that bit go on for so long. Cause we were having so much fun with it. Right. And the cool thing about one hits is we never come back to it again. So that one, yeah, it just went on for a long time. And you're just, just seeing what people are tossing up is, but how many, dude? I'm going to, I'm leaning, let's do podcast breaker. But that was, okay. that was, that was a tough matchup. All right. The last one of the first round is worst cast scenario pod, <laughs> nice. which is where we gave each other people in our lives and we had to ruin their lives in 30 seconds or less yeah and you ruined your mom's life yeah (laughs) and i hate that you made me do that yeah fire 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 and then the one from episode six called sportscaster where uh i made you explain sports to me now another crowd favorite another i want to say this about sportscaster i really definitely thought we were going to go in a different direction with that where I'm like, I want you to make sports better for me. That's how I phrased it. And I'm like, can you make basketball better for me? And what I thought you were going to do was like, Oh, everyone has spiky shoes and kicks each other in the shin. Like I thought you were going to like amp up, like you were going to like X games, all these sports, but uh, instead I just explained sports to you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, so (laughs) 
<laughs> I just wanted to talk about that with that bit. And the crazy so thing have- is people loved that bit. And it was just me breaking down basic games. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to want to go to a high school version of this game because it's a lot simpler. Thanks. Thanks, Alex. Thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the crazy thing is it was so believable that you knew nothing about sports that that bit went on and the crowd <laughs> loved it. Um, um, I think so yeah. with that backstory, Let's... I think we got to go with that one hit. I think that would okay. be pretty good. And even if we and we can't go back to one hits because that's literally what it's called. But I think that version would have been really funny. All right. So round two. Design a cast versus podcast Illuminati. Dude, I got to go with the cult, man. Cult is probably one of my most favorite one hits we've ever done. All right. And then podcast breaker versus sportscaster. Oh, jeez. I think in execution podcast breaker went better and so now it's design a cast versus podcast breaker oh boy dude i don't even know what where are you leaning towards this one i i i'm kind of leaning uh just a skosh more podcast breaker but it's like 52 48 i could be convinced either way yeah i i'm like right down the middle for this one i think cults for some reason are hilarious to me um and they shouldn't be. It's very serious. Yeah, it's very um, I think serious. it's Stop. hilarious when I can make one. But breaking people bad news and having it just be uncomfortable is even more funny to me. I love making other people uncomfortable. Yikes. I'll let you pick. They're both You're going to let good. me pick? No, I want, the, the reason I designed this was kind of so you could pick. What did you, when you created this, what did you think was going to win? Um, I genuinely had no idea. Which I, I kind of assumed it was going to be something in the first half. Like, des- I kind of assumed it was going to be design a cast or like worst cast scenario pod. Something in the first five episodes. All right. Well, what episodes are these one from? Design a cast uh, Two and four, respectively. Okay. So I'm going to give my answer, but definitely go back and listen to those episodes, audience, and let us know what you think because uh, I'm this could totally be the wrong answer. I'm leaning towards four podcast okay. breaker. And All right. we'll, go, we'll go with that one. But audience, let us know what you think. So the winner of this bracket, boys, is episode four's one hit wonder podcast breaker. Fire. Love it. All right. Now we're going to move on to this episode's one hit wonder podcast breaker. That's right. The winner of the tournament came back. I knew it was going to happen. I'm a, but it's a one, Craig, this is like, yeah. we can't establish rules and then break them. Yes, we can. That's the whole point of establishing rules. Uh, I'm going to do this, but I definitely feel like I'm, I'm sinning like that. I shouldn't be doing this. And I'm going to have to ask for forgiveness from our audience. Um, because if we break this rule, what's the point of having rules in the first place? So I'm on your side. But let's go ahead and do it. So as we explained before, this one hit wonder is us giving each other bad news with a twist. It's not going to go as long this time. So don't worry about that. We're only going to do it once each. It'll be fine. Alex, I want you to tell me. I want you to break bad news to me. I'll let you choose what the bad news is. But the twist is whatever happened 
is really good news for you. Uh, okay. Well, I had an idea of what I was going to say to you. Um, I have no idea how I'm going to make this good news for me. Um, I have no clue. So, audience, let me let me give you a little peek inside my brain. Um, Greg, I'll tell you what the scenario is. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm about to break news to you that your mom was cheated on, or your mom cheated on your dad, <laughs> and she's now pregnant, and she's now pregnant. How in the world am I gonna make that good news for me? I was about to mess up your life, and instead, I decided to ruin. I have no. I don't. I think that there's an obvious route I have to go with this. And I just want you to know that as your stepdad, this is just as uncomfortable for me. Okay. I am not going to enjoy this, but here we go. Okay. Ring, 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 ring. Yeah, hello. Hey, what's up, Craig? What's up, man? Um, not much. We're just hanging out. Um, so I don't want you to freak out, but uh, oh, hey, hold on. Let I'm me at the hospital with you real quick. Sorry. Um, uh, who, keep going. Who who's around? Why are you putting me on speaker? Oh, oh, no one. I'm just my hands are busy right now. Uh, okay. <laughs> Good to know. Um, I just wanted you to know that um, I'm at the hospital with your mother. Oh, oh my God, is um, she okay? Yeah, she's she's fine. She was feeling uh, very sick, um, and we, I, I was just around, um, so we we took her to the hospital because she was feeling sick pretty much every day. Um, wait, why are you taking? Uh, are you sitting, why did my sitting? dad take her? I was <laughs> I was just around, man. Um, so. Are you sitting down? This is going to be quite the news. Um, yeah, I'm sitting down. <laughs> so there's no easy way to tell you this, Craig. But um, the test results came back and it looks like your mom's pregnant. That Hold on. And Hold on. That's, I know that's... Yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I know that's not possible because, you know, my dad's had some surgeries. You know, um, she is. I can Snapchat you the results if you want, um, because you're not going to want to stare at them for long and they will disappear in 10 seconds. Now, that's relevant purely because the crazy news is, uh, I'm, your mom is an amazing woman. We, we know this. Every time I came over, she cooked breakfast. Alex, and is this your she, long-winded way to say that uh, you are the father of this baby? Yeah, you nailed it. Mm. But see, see, here's the thing. I knew this was coming yeah. from a mile away. When you started coming over what? to my house, what? here's the thing. When you started coming over to my house to not see me, when you started coming over to my house when I wasn't home, I kind of figured something was up. And you know what? It's time we put an end to this. Cox gun. I'll meet you in ten. You're not gonna kill the father. Okay, see, here's the thing. That was a perfect end to the scene. 
We spent three minutes ramping up to nothing. I gave us a perfect climactic ending. We did not need to double dip. See, now I'm invested in the story. That's the problem with this. Is now I want to see how this plays out. I feel like I deserve a spot in your life. We were best friends before. Now, I'm the father to your half-brother. I think this is a screenplay, and I kind of wanted to workshop it. But I understand why you want to stop it. That's fine. Great story, okay. though, right? What, okay, that was wild. What, co- what condition do I have to tell bad news in? Okay. Um... Craig, you are turning me into the police. Okay. The twist the twist is um you know I didn't do anything, but if you don't turn me in, they're going to incarcerate you instead. You had to rat on somebody. It was a plea deal. And you know I didn't do it, but they needed somebody. Okay. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, uh, can I come in real quick? Yeah, sure. What's up? Hey, uh, nothing much. Um, so I just got, I just got back from the police station. Um, uh, what's going on? Are you okay? Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, mm-hmm. they, they asked me to do something and, and, and I'm not very, I don't, I don't love that I did it. But I I think it was I think it's necessary. Well, you should um, just, dude. Did you call your lawyer? Like you shouldn't be talking to the cops by yourself. It's dangerous, man. Uh, yeah, they could uh, they un- could unfor- frame unfor- you for something. You could get in trouble. Unfortunately, we're all we're all kind of past that right now. Um, but okay, I wanted to tell you this before I went to them. But as I as I was walking in here, um. I did see this bag of cocaine in the passenger seat of your car. What are you talking about? This are bag? You, this is a joke or something? No. This bag that I'm holding right now. I saw this That's in the co- passenger seat of your car. Yeah. Sure you did. What is that? Sugar? Flour? What is that? This is cocaine. They told me... To come back here, and if I found evidence of you having cocaine, I would be free to go. And this luckily, is a dude. What are you talking about? This can't be real. The police are already on their way, Alex. I, I'm sorry, dude. What? What, dude? What are you talking about? That's not even mine. You know that's not mine. How did you get it? This doesn't make any sense. Listen, I may know that, but they don't. What do you? What? Are you framing me? What is I'm going sorry on? I had to go Why down are you doing this? this? Listen. What are you what does that mean? Why are you doing this? That's them now. I can hear the sirens, Alex. You I'm know so, what, Craig? I, I have to Screw go. Screw you, Cox gun. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was good. That was fun. I had a lot of fun with that. That was Podcast Breaker. We're for realsies. Never coming back to it again. Yeah. I'm glad that was Oh, it was a pretty pretty good top contender. I like that one. Yeah. The reason it's, there's a reason it's a champion. Listen, let's be... Okay. Hey, audience. As we're wrapping up, it's time to be honest. This is our first time recording in a month. All of our episodes have been uh, backlogged for a month. We pre-recorded all of those. And so we, we gave you a lot of pre-prepared stuff. 
just to kind of get back into the swing of it. We're probably not going to do one hit bracket boys anymore. You know, um, we did want to come back to that improv segment. So like that was just kind of convenient. We wanted to be honest with you that uh, we're we're still shaking off, shaking off the gears of our podcasting bike. You know, I mean, I didn't want to be honest with you. I was going to pretend like nothing happened um, because I live in the world of deception, even though I'm a truth teller. But uh, apparently your mother has to tell you the truth all the time. And whatever. I don't know where I was going with that bit, but I guess <laughs> okay. we're, we're, com- we're, we're bringing back the year of the mom. I'm a stepdad and I'm just like pounding it bro we're gonna make sure oh that my bit god sticks. <laughs> we're gonna make sure that bit hey sticks. hey alex do we're not forgetting really that. big favor i'm getting stepdad t-shirts made by the way check our merch store which that's totally exist, fine we'll hey that's fine mm-hmm. but what i don't want to happen yep. is for you to say that you're the stepdad i'm the mom and that you're mom pounding and we're it. pounding it fire dude first of all <laughs> that's hilarious welcome to comedy and not because you know what? I'm going to stop because I was about to get us canceled. So, okay, um, good. So what are we watching sure next to... week? Oh, next week we are watching What's Eating Gilbert Grape. You know, part Classic. two of December, old school Johnny Depp heartthrob moments. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, our boy, is in it as well. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, what a it's on fine, Amazon fine Prime, I think. Pair of gents. So, sweet. And if it's not, make sure to check that out. Whoops. Get it from the library. Be a big boy. Yeah, or a big girl. Or a big person. Yeah. You know, be you. Or, yeah. Or if you're not big, no shame in that, man. Be a, be a small boy. Be a small girl. Small person. You know what? No shame in being small. <laughs> Follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Permanent Handle and on Facebook at Permanent ha- Nope, that's mine. I did that last week, too. I accidentally plugged my hey, Thanks for plugging account. your own stuff. No free spots, man. No free spots. I did it last spots. week. I accidentally plugged my socials instead of the podcast. Whoopsie. Um, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Permanent Good, G-O-O-D-E. Um, and we will see you next week with What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Bye. All right. Uh, adios, children. Don't. Don't. My sons and that. daughters. My Stop sons it. and daughters. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs>